Hi everyone, Philip Brooks here. Welcome to another Perusia podcast. Just a quick note before we dive into this week's episode with Matt Ingold and Shabel Raish. This episode was broadcast live on the 20th of May 2020 and talks about events that are now in the past. But not all hope is lost. In the show notes below, I will include links to the premium pass which gives you access to the recordings of these conferences. So here now is Shabel Raish and Matt Ingold. Welcome. Uh, this is Charbel, the founder of Perusia, uh, on the Perusia podcast. And I have a guest all the way from the United States. If you've ever watched the virtual Catholic conferences we've been promoting, there was the original virtual Catholic conference, of course, uh, with over 60,000 people there. Uh, and then afterwards, there was a Theology of the Body uh, conference with over 70,000 people. And this weekend coming, we have another one uh, with the Chastity Project. And at this stage, it's closing in on about 18,000 people. And the founder of that, or the co-founder, is Matt Ingold. And he joins me live now from the United States. And let's uh, welcome him now. Hello, Matt. Hey. Hey, Charvel. How are you? Thank you. Very Thanks well. Thanks very me. well. Thanks for coming on. It's, it's been a, an honor to have you. And, uh, and what a great job you guys have been doing over the last couple of months now. So well done to that. It's. I tell you what. It's. It's been a race. It. It has been a. It has been a foot race. Uh, but. But we got a. We got a really solid team. And. And. Uh, and. We're just. It was just an inspiration. Really. Uh, it's hard to take a whole lot of credit for. It. We. We like to say that. That it was just a fiat. Right. We just gave our fiat, and the Lord has has made an abundant harvest out of it. Sure. But when we first stepped off to to do it, um, if, if, just to give a quick background, sure, it was like. Sure. Uh, it was uh, early March. I was getting ready to go speak at the Memphis Men's Conference with Matt Frad and and uh, John Edwards, my friend, our, our co-founder, was getting ready to head up to Milwaukee to speak to about 3,500 men up there. And almost within the same day, uh, our conferences got canceled. And I just shot him a text. I was like, you know, what, dude, why don't we just do a virtual conference? And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's let's figure it out. And so I had a little bit of experience putting some some stuff together online and. And uh, we just started reaching out to a couple of people. We thought there was going to be like maybe five. My stretch goal was 500 people. <laughs> and so, you know, but when we got Father Larry Richards and we got Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers and we got Christopher West, we've got Sister Bennett, uh, Bernadette, uh, Bernadette uh, Madonna and uh, Bethany, Bethany, excuse me, Bethany Madonna. And uh, I think I'm saying it correctly. And uh, Sister um, uh, Miriam, it was just like, wow, like this is, this is getting bigger. And uh, it was the week of, we had about 5,000 people before we got started. And then wow. over the next couple of days, we had like 10,000, 15,000, 17,000, uh, 20,000 people that were just showing up each day. And before we knew it, we had 64,000 people. Um, it was a blessing. It brought with it some, some challenges too. Uh, when all of a sudden you're, uh, you're waiting, so you got 60,000 people waiting at the door to show up at your virtual conference and, and you get the email out like seven minutes late, all of a sudden Facebook starts blowing up and your email starts <laughs> blowing up. And, and uh, I mean, it was, it was one of those, you, you we're going to need a bigger boat scenarios, but uh, the Lord really brought us through it. And uh, we just realized that there was an opportunity here to, to continue doing this. And the theology, of the body Institute just knocked it out of the park too. Yeah. They, they got another one coming up as as an Hispanic conference going on June 12th to the 14th. Ah, just now. Okay. Okay. Which is oh, going to be brilliant. phenomenal. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm excited about the one coming up. So tell us about this one. This is with Jason Evan, the Chastity Project. Yeah. Well, Jason was one of the presenters at, at Virtual Catholic Conference and and uh, he reached out to me shortly afterwards and he was just like, you know, Matt, my, my schedule's good. Everybody's schedule was cleared, you know, with, with <laughs> COVID. And so especially these these ministries that have really uh, they, they've been built their mission on in-person conferences. And so before you know it, I mean, I think when Jason was saying that the, uh, pretty much all of his su- summer stuff just, just went. So he's like, I got nothing but time and the Lord's laying this on my heart. So what do you think? Can we do this? And I was just like, this sounds phenomenal. Like, I, and, and, uh, and so we, we just partnered up uh, and we started working on it. Jason really hustled to get a lot of the speakers uh, we got John Edwards on our team. My wife, Erin Ingold, also working working her tail off. And and Ryan Foley's our behind-the-scenes partner as well that's just like, uh, just throws gasoline on anything he touches. And uh, and it's just been, it's just been amazing uh, uh, just getting to interact. I love getting to interact with all these speakers that for a long time have been my Catholic heroes. I mean, yes. who am I? Yes. <laughs> right? And I'm just like getting to interact with these people on a regular basis. And, and they're very good people. Well, great, well, great job. I understand it's not a huge team, um, what you've got behind you. You know, there's a small knit team of you, and and what you pulled off in in literally a matter of weeks was just what a blessing. Yes, indeed. Late nights, yeah. <laughs> got a toddler. I mean, it just but the the Lord multiplies our time and our efforts, and it was uh, the fruits were abundant, uh, and it was great. It was great. Well, thank you for your yes and your commitment to do that because. Thanks to the 60,000 in the first uh, conference, the 77 in the second. And now what are we up to at the moment this weekend at this stage? We're, we're three yeah, days out. You said it. We're pushing We're pushing at, uh, at a little bit below 17 right now. So not okay. quite at the 18, but we're getting there, man. We're getting okay. there. We have a, a, lot of, a lot of our marketing efforts about to kick in. Um, but, yeah, my, my hopes are to really hit our, our mark where we're at. Our, our hopes to get the 65,000 again. I think we can do it. It's just – it's a free conference. There's nothing to lose. Right. Going to up, right. Even if you only catch one talk. I mean, we started listening to some of these, uh, some of the talks that they had there. And I mean, I, I know people know Chastity Project and, and they know the brand and they think the youth work that the work they've been doing with the youth. Uh, and there certainly is some youth tracks, but I'd say predominantly the stuff that's coming in is for married couples. It's yes. for singles and uh, uh, of all ages, ages, young adults, uh, a lot of stuff on there about finding your, your, for the singles, I would say that's that's finding your vocation, a lot of discernment, um, how to pick the right person for me. Married couples, we got some stuff on natural family planning. It's it's uh, uh, there's 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 things that are, are just how to how to have a joy filled marriage. We got Damon Owens of, of Joy to Be uh, is going to be he's great. He's great. Oh, he's great. He is awesome. Yeah, uh, Christopher certainly. Uh, Chris Paget's showing up. I mean, it's just it's uh, got our Archbishop Bob. Porteus, am I saying it correctly? That's right, Julian Porteus. Yeah, yeah he's he's, Porteus on, he's the founder of Cradia, which we're streaming on now as well. Um, but, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I got to speak in on, on his stuff today too. Um, but we just got it's uh, Christophonic, Matt Frad, uh, Matt Frad and his wife Cameron are, are doing a special uh, for our premium pass holders. They've got some exclusive booths there. Jason Everett's going to be doing that. Teresa Tamio's coming in. Ted Suri, Doctor Ted Suri. So oh, I mean, we've got something. Whether you're Young adult, single, any age, married, have a growing family. Uh, you're going to find a home here, and there's there's one talk I'm sure that's amongst this group of, of about 75 different presenters that's going to touch your heart. 
So 75, show up. let me I mean, echo that again, 75 presenters. These are not just anyone. These are some of the world's greatest communicators. I encourage everyone who's watching right now, go right now, Virtual Catholic Conference um, website, look at the um, love and life. Um, so what would be, what's the encouragement? Those who get a premium pass, what sort of difference is there once you get that premium pass? Yeah, well, you touched on it. You got 75 presenters and it's, uh, it's free for the, for the weekend. Um, Amazing. But even Amazing. This past, yeah. This, this past weekend, I went through uh, the theology of the bodies conference and I got through maybe four of the talks and they were, they were all great. I mean, just phenomenal stuff. And I wanted to get more, I knew it was something that I would want to return to maybe not every single day, but like once in a while I'd want to return to that. And I know I can go on YouTube and I can find stuff, but to have everything curated in one spot, like it's, there's something that's very simple about it. And the quality, not necessarily of the production, but of the content is just through the roof. Um, there's uh, So for the, the premium pass, it gives you access beyond just the free weekend. And so you don't feel like you got to structure your time, your day or anything like that. It, I mean, life happens. You may plan on showing up and, and catching 10 of the 75 talks and you only hit two. Uh, fear not. We've got an opportunity for you to be able to just purchase that premium pass access. We got pre-conference special running right now where, where it's, the thing's pretty much half price. So we've got three different packages that we brought out, uh, recognizing that we've really got three different types of three different audiences here. So we got our singles pass that has a lot of the singles talks, doesn't have the full conference, but there's well over 45 talks that are in there for the singles that are really concentrated on finding that vocation. You get some access to some premium pass booths. Jason and Kristalina are going to do a special uh, hour-long live booth that's only for those premium pass Fantastic. holders. That's a great, yeah. great concept. They, Yep, they threw a lot of their a lot of their chastity project resources in there, and so there's there's things that they've been compiling over the years. That again, it's all those resources are all there in the folder. You got downloadable MP3s that are in there, so that's really the singles pass. You get the full pass that has all that, but every single one of the presenters, Matt and Cameron Frad, are actually going to be doing a, a a special live booth for that. We're looking to throw a couple of more in there as well uh, to continue to bolster the value there, um, because just how often you get an opportunity to do. Q and A's with some of your Catholic heroes like Matt Fratt or, or and right. Cameron Brad, Kristalina and Jason. Uh, but then finally we put together a, uh, a study group pass recognizing that so many people come to these and they're like, well, I got my small group or I'm a person that's just a self-development, you know, I, I love doing self-development work. And so we put together actually a workbook that's compiled of all the different talks, certainly, but there's discussion questions, there's reflection questions that go deeper, there's additional resources that the presenters themselves have actually supplied to be able to, to you know, go and grab some content off of YouTube. So this is really a great discussion group in a box. We built out tracks too. I mean, you like 75 talks and, you know, sometimes it's like, I just want to know, I, I want to focus on on discernment and discovering my my uh, my vocation. Well, we got a track meant uh, that's set aside just for that. Or I just want to. I'm struggling with pornography. I want to. I want to know more about sexual purity and and just being a, a more ch chaste single person or married person. Uh, we've got all those different tracks so that people can jump into those and and just make it simple to really digest the content that's in there because there's a lot I of it. There. Really love it. Absolutely. You've done a brilliant yeah. job in the categorizing of it. So. Um, I mean, rather than just sort of throw everyone in and, and, and go and search for the talk you're after, you've actually categorized them quite nicely. And 
but there's nothing to stop, say, um, women looking at those men's talks as well. There's nothing to stop you sure. watching any of them, right? I mean, you've got things tailored for men, tailored for women, tailored for singles. But uh, anyone is welcome to watch anything, and that's the beauty of it. So you you got yeah. this sort of freedom to do to follow it whichever way you like, and and so that that's been great. So please take advantage of this opportunity. Um, yep, VirtualCatholicConference.com, and then that'll take you to the website. You'll be able to find a link to just join the Catholic Love Life Conference, which is which is the the conference is named the Catholic Love Life Conference. But VirtualCatholicConference.com backslash chastity will bring you directly to the free registration page. Excellent. Make sure you register. Hope you're registering right now while you're watching this. Um, now, I would like to sort of change gears a little bit, Matt, if you don't mind, and just get to know you yourself. Um, uh, we probably have, you know, a good maybe 25 minutes to 30 minutes. Just maybe we can get like an express version of your testimony. I've, I've listened to it recently. It's very moving. Um, uh, you are a veteran and uh, you uh, you represented uh, your country. Um, and I think it would be nice for people to realize your background um, and you, yeah, then touch a bit about your upbringing. Uh, do you mind um, giving us a bit of a taste of your faith journey? Yeah, certainly, certainly will. No, it's, it's always a privilege to, to be able to share the story. The way I look at it, Charbel, is I'm a steward of it. And, and, and it's just really, it's, it's a sharing in, in the Lord's, uh, in the Lord's story of salvation. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, it's sometimes people listen to it and they're like, how can you keep telling it? It's just like, well, because I'm not defined by it anymore. Like I, I encountered Jesus in this place and it's, it's no longer a place of pain. Uh, but yeah, I guess we go back and we start like my, our family. When we, when we were, I was growing up, we were, we were Lutheran. We were, um, uh, my, my father was a fallen away Catholic. Mom was Methodist. They met in the middle. They said they got married and became Lutheran. I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> well, theologically or ecclesial, ecclesiastically, but uh, nonetheless, we, we did it. Um, and in 1990, we took a pilgrimage to Medjugorje. My mother said I could never be Catholic because of the Blessed Mother. And there was somebody that gave her this book on Medjugorje, and she was just drawn to it. Tried to go many times by herself. Finally, we go as a family, and my parents were just struck. And I just remember the moment when we were on Apparition Hill. And I was, I was only six years old at the time, six, seven years old. And I remember seeing my father kneeling in front of these stations of the cross on Aboriginal Hill and just weeping and saying, dad, why do you, you know, why, why are you crying as a seven-year-old? This means something. You've never seen this before. And he says, Matt, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So we went home. They went to RCIA. My father became a deacon a couple of years later. And so I just grew up in this very faith-filled Catholic family. When we moved up to uh, uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, the snow country, upstate New York. And, and uh, we got very involved with our church there. And so I grew up in this, this home that just where we prayed the rosary off and went to mass every week, sometimes during the week and went to Catholic schools. Uh, but for me growing up, I really was struggling with this. Um, I was going through, I think a lot of guys go through just an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. I, I felt very much a pull to be uh, friends with people that were kind of like pushing the envelope a little bit, living on the edge a bit. But at the same time, I, I also cherished this identity of the good guy, the good boy, the good Catholic boy. And so that was kind of where I lived. And it was right in this place of, you know, on one side, I wanted this nice whitewashed image, but behind the scenes, I wanted to break every rule in the book. And so I started to do that, certainly had my struggles with chastity uh, throughout high school and, and well into college. But it was when I was in college, as a sophomore, sophomore, 
Well, my mom put a, a CD on in the car and it was, uh, it was a CD by Christopher West. And he started speaking about how so often we think as Catholics that the only options we have are to indulge, 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 and then repent and then like white knuckle our way through chastity. And I'm listening to Christopher's talk and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this man's in my head. Like, this is my story. And at that point, I, he I does just, that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? He's, he's certainly has a gift. He's living his unique call to sanctity. Um, but we, uh, that was a watershed moment for me. And I could say from that point on, uh, it, what it did, Charbel, was I'd associated so much shame with my, um, my disordered desires, my desires that were, that were lustful desires. I defined myself by that. I, I said mm. I was bad, ugly, dirty because of that. And when I heard the message that, no, your desires at the core are good, they're disoriented. And that's what Christ came in to like reorient those tr twisted desires. It was just freedom at that point. Mm. And, and a lot of things through confession and penance and frequent sacraments. Um, but with that mindset shift, that was huge. And uh, I ended up graduating from the Naval Academy, going into the, going into the Marine Corps. So I went to school. I, I became a, a Marine officer. And, uh, but I still had this image. And I haven't completely kicked it yet. I got to be honest, Charbel, but of being the guy that has it all together. Uh, but I was deeply insecure when I was going through my infantry training and I was learning how to be an officer. And when I got to my first unit out in 29 Palms, I had 45 like incredible Marines that I was leading. And I can tell you what, Charbel, I was so insecure that I hid from these guys. Like I put the office in officership. I would, I would say, okay, you guys take them, go train. And I would just be doing desk work. And the reason I did that, because the thought in my mind was if they knew me, if they knew who I was, if they knew how broken I was and how, quite frankly, incompetent in a lot of areas I was, this is a self-image that I had, that they would just reject me. And I didn't want that. And so I would hide from them. Well, when we learned that we were going to Afghanistan, originally we were going to Iraq and it was just a lot past a lot of the conflict. I thought we were just, our mission was going to go to Iraq and shut the lights off pretty much. I heard we were going to Afghanistan. I remember guys high-fiving in the office because one thing you want in the, as an, in the infantry is you want to be able to just test your, your might in combat, in a real combat environment. It's what you live for. It's what you sign up for. And I remember at this moment, my heart sank. And I can look back on that and I can say, say to myself, I think the reason I had that sinking feeling because I knew now that there was going to be no place for me to hide over there. And sure enough, we, we headed over there. And uh, my job when we were overseas uh, was, was I was a joint terminal attack, attack controller. I, my job was to control the aircraft and where they would drop their bombs in support of our units. And uh, we were out on this little outpost, uh, about 80 of us in the middle of nowhere. We actually had to build our own outpost, which is a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can uh, in the middle of the desert. Uh, but it's terrifying at the same time. But just you're... you're when you, when you're living on a football field with all like with 80 guys, like there's no hiding. I realized this pretty quickly. This is and like they, a desert, right? I mean, the, the, this is like yeah, in the like, desert. Picture the setting Charbel is it's, we were in Southern Afghanistan, close to the Pakistani border. And we're it's, it's, it's desert. There's some mountains to the North, but, but it was just flat. It's, it's not like Northern mountain country. Uh, like we were, it was flat desert. And, and uh, we just picked a spot 
in the earth pretty much. And before we know it, a couple of weeks went by and we had a, we had our own little base built there. And uh, you just started to, to, you just start to bond. You can't help it. You start to bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realized as I was hiding, uh, but also seeing all my men that like, they had a, their insecurities too. And you just can't hide from one another. And I realized all of the things that were off with them. And they started to see all the things that were off with me and, and the imperfections and that shared vulnerability of just being in a combat environment and having to rely on one another. It was just the conditions for absolute incredible brotherhood being fostered there. And there was really a switch that took place in me where I was no longer about having the spotlight on myself. I know this had happened and this is complete grace, but like, I just fell in love with my Marines and uh, I just wanted to serve these guys. Well, that was a great transformative experience. But the piece that was really, I think, the most transformative experience of my life that happened there was, was when I, I had an opportunity to finally kind of step up and, and I guess prove myself as, as, a, as, a, as a Marine here. And, and uh, we had a unit that was in contact. They were coming in to resupply our, our outpost. And I mean, to get to us, we were about 60 miles from the nearest adjacent unit. They had to go. There was one road and it was dirt road. It was heavily mined. So we had to drive through all these fields to get there. And so this unit's coming in to resupply us and they came under an ambush. And I was the only one in the area. They called in air support. I was the only one in the area that could get on the radio that was qualified to take the control. And so I'm about seven miles away from the actual firefight that's going on, but I'm able to watch in on my computer at everything that's taking place. And there's two F-18s show up. I'm able to see from their cameras everything that's going on. Talking to the radio on one hand, talking to the ground units, talking to the pilots on another hand, and and I'm just doing I'm just talking the pilot onto where where the uh, where all the the firing's coming from, where the enemy's at, and we pinpoint the location. I give them the cleared hot drops of bomb, and I just remember seeing on my screen this flash, and uh, guys in the in our command center they start high fiving, and, and all I can tell you is I just had this immediate sinking feeling in my stomach and just didn't feel like celebrating. And there's something that happens. I don't care who you are. There's something that happens when the first time you know that you took a human life, it doesn't matter that they're enemy. Uh, it, it's, it's something that there's, there's something very sad about it. When you sit and you're honest about it, something's very sad about it. And I think that's where a lot of the struggles mm-hmm. are with guys is that they don't want to sit and think about it because they don't want to encounter that. Well, a few minutes later, we started getting phone calls come in and it kind of confirmed that gut feeling that I had. And the reports were all saying that there was nothing but innocent people in that building. And so I'm just hoping that this is not the case. But my buddy, who is the platoon commander at our outpost, said, you know what? We got to go check this out. So they drive out to do a battle damage assessment and inspect everything. And sure enough, the report starts coming in. I'm sitting there still in the, in the command center and I hear the radio operator say that they just pulled a woman from the, from the rubble. And then it was a teenage boy and then it was a young girl. And, and like, I just kept waiting for them to say that we just pulled a military age man with an AK-47 by side or RPG by side, like just some justification that, that it was, it was, an, it was right. There was something right about it. And I remember at this point, my, platoon commander turned me and said, sir, are you, you sure you want to be here? And here I was again, wanting to be the guy that had it all together, wanted to be the guy that could still be that flawless leader. And I said, yeah, no, just mass bravado. I got this. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. And, 
And I remember the moment that radio cracked and the voice on the other end said, they just pulled a baby, a baby out of the rubble. Wow. There's, um, there's a common phrase you hear in, in a, a, lot of, a lot of veterans uh, that have seen combat, that there's a moment where they feel their soul leave them. And this was my moment. I just, I could feel like everything that made me human, Charbel was just gone. I just felt like an absolute animal. And all I could feel was just the eyes of people in the commands that are just looking at me and just seeing me. And there were no masks I could put on at this point. I was exposed. And I remember just getting up and walking out. Wasn't a smoker, but I started bumming cigarettes, just chain smoking. I just wanted to feel something at this mm. moment because I just, it was just so horrible. And I remember pacing. There was a moment where I heard this whisper and the whisper said, Matt, you know what you've done? You've committed the unforgivable sin. You've just killed a baby and there's no hope for you. You're damned where you stand. This is in your voice. This is in your head. Yeah, it was like this, this, this whisper slithering voice and you're damned where you stand. And I knew who it was. And I nodded my head. I said, yes, I nodded my head. And at that moment, I just walked into my tent. I just dropped my cigarette. I just walked to the tent. And I was just an emotional casualty at that point. I just got and sat down on my cot and just retched at the side of my bed, just sick over everything. And I curled up in the fetal position. And I just laid down on my side. And I just thought to myself, like, this is, I'm ready to die. I'm already dead. I'm spiritually dead. Lord, just finish me off. And in that moment, though, in that moment, though, I just, I felt this prayer come out and I prayed the Hail Mary and I fell asleep and I woke up and I, I just still just felt an hour and a half later, I just felt terrible. And, and, uh, I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to wake up to this nightmare for the rest of my life. This is how I'm going to wake up for the rest of my life. I'm going to wake up to this nightmare. And, uh, but I also thought, you know what, like, but at least I slept. And like, I had this kind of funny thing going on in my head where it's like the, 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 the walking dead don't sleep, right? Like, like there's something human that's still in me. Well, about two days went by and, and I started to have to do some, there's investigations that were going on looking into this because there was eight women and children. The final toll was eight women and children that wow. were killed that died that day. And my JAG officer, my military lawyer said, hey, Matt, we got to come and do an interview here and it's going to be tough. Um, but fear not, I'm going to bring you the Eucharist. Now, when we were back in Kandahar, before we pushed out to all of our outposts, I was going to daily mass. I was going to mass as much as I could. And there was only of this huge international base. There was only about five people that were showing, showing up to daily mass. I was one of them. And there's a, one other person in my unit that was going, it was my JAG officer. And so we had this bond that formed through the mass. And he knew that here I was in the middle of nowhere. There was no priests that were coming out to us. There was no Holy communion. And he said, I'm going to bring you the Eucharist. And in this moment here where I felt like the most awful human being on the planet, I, I committed the unforgivable sin, like I was damned where I stand. And here, like Christ was going to come to me in the flesh across minefields to come to me. 
And he was going to not just like, forgive me, but to be one with me, like united spousally one with me. That changed my life. That transformed everything, everything. And I can tell you this too, Charbel, um, when Jesus showed up on that outpost, it, he transformed that outpost. And here I was, I thought I had nothing to, the, the 24-year-old lieutenant, first lieutenant that had never seen any sort of combat experience. And what can I give to these veterans that had three, four, five tours in, in, in Iraq, combat tours, fought in Fallujah? What did I have to give these guys? And when Jesus showed up, these men started to come up and they said, you know, we, we desire to receive our Lord. And I realized at that moment that these were men that were seeking to be spiritually ministered to. And that was something I did have to give. Some of these men were seeking spiritual fatherhood. I grew up in an incredible home. A lot of them were abandoned. Like I could be a spiritual father to these men. I could guide them through the spiritual combat that we were all going through at that point. And many of us becoming terrible casualties to that fight. And so there's a small contingent of us that started even praying the rosary on a daily basis. And not all of them were Catholic. And I remember we started doing that on August 16th, pulled out of there December 4th, had all kinds of crazy stuff still going on, took our last casualties on August 14th. And I know this to the day that our Blessed Mother was just watching over us. I mean, we had, there was one where there was a a vehicle-borne IED like that blew up right next to my friend's vehicle. And I remember just, I was two vehicles behind and I remember just, I was sitting inside an up-armored vehicle at this point And the blast was so intense that I felt it smack me in the face. And I remember looking out the front of the windshield and where my friend's vehicle was, there was just nothing but a cloud. And I just get on the radio. I just, I just try to call and get a hold of somebody. And moments later, the dust settled and there was a destroyed vehicle that was there, but my friend's vehicle was intact. And I mean, I'm telling you what, like this vehicle IED blew up, probably 30 yards away from where it was, where in a massive explosion. There was a guy that was sitting out the machine gun or was outside the turret. Everybody was fine. Got a little rattled, but everybody walked away. And it was just, I, I know our blessed mother was protecting us on that. So I'll kind of pause. I mean, it just, the story, I mean, it just like continues on. There's a whole encounter with Christ in the Eucharist afterwards, revealing where he was and, and I don't know if you want me to get into that right now, Charbel, if you want to pause. Or- sure, yeah. I mean, there's just so much that let's sink in. That's just what's happened. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, I just went out of respect. I mean, that was just phenomenal. Um, and I'm, I'm sure the viewers here, just going through what you just did, um, not only defending um, and trying to, you know, you're there to defend the innocent and then you are the impact that would have had um, on you. Uh, but then the significance, you know, you turn to prayer and that inspiration you had with Our Lady. And then uh, what's hitting me right now is is your uh, the dates you're, you're throwing out at me, August 14, August 16. It's either side of the feast of the Assumption here. This is like a massive, <laughs> this is a massive feast of Our Lady. Um, who I never even made that. Well, that's great. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean, she, Our Lady's being was with you right there, um, and, and she obviously understood what you were going through and. And, and look look at the results now. So you are now praying along with other guys, um, inspiring others to pray. Um, because what's the purpose of the battle? Um, 
for, for the ultimate. And I love how you use the spiritual combat, uh, which is the, it's, it's the fight that's going to be everlasting. That's the one that we're going to be fighting for, the, the everlasting freedom that we're searching yeah, for. Yeah, the battle that really counts. Yes, yes. Ultimate. We're all in that. Yeah, church militant. How long did you, um, so what, what time frame we're talking about here when you were in, you were in our, Iraq and then in Afghanistan? What's that? I, was in, I never, never went to Iraq, but it was Afghanistan yeah, 2009 when I was there. Okay. Or excuse me, 2008, 2008. Okay. All right. And then when did you, re- you return on de- in December back to the States? Yeah, December 2008. One of the first places I went, actually, a month afterwards was the Theology of the Body Institute. <laughs> it was my first. Okay. I went to EOB1, Christopher Taught. Um, I remember Eduardo Verastegui. I'm, I'm oh, probably yes. his name. He was one of the, he was in there and I was just like, I was totally starstruck by him. Uh, but it was, uh, that was a moment where I, I experienced some tremendous healing. I had a priest that actually, I had, uh, I, I'd shared a little bit, little bit. He knew I had just gotten back and he came up to me on a Thursday night and he said, you know, you know, Matt, I could tell that there's still an ache that you're carrying with you from your deployment. Do you mind if I pray over you? And I said, sure, whatever. And I had known a little bit about charismatic prayer and things like that. Yes. Well, he sat down and, and he puts a hand over my heart and the other hand over my, my, my back. And so he's just got his heart, my heart in his hands. And he immediately lowers his head and starts speaking in tongues. And he had told me beforehand, he's just like, and I've been told, like when I, when I had my ordination, the, the bishop anointed my hands, my hands got really hot. And since then I've been told I have a very healing touch. Well, he starts praying, and before I knew it, his hands just started getting hot, like scalding hot, not burning, but scalding hot. Wow. And I, I remember thinking to myself, what the bleep is going yeah. on here? And before I knew it, like these, this, this tears came out of nowhere, and I just wept, and I wept, and I wept, and I wept. And I said, I'm so sorry. I wept, and I wept. And there was this moment where um, this woman came over to me. And I kind of bonded with this, this woman. She was probably middle-aged, single. And she, she grabbed me and she pulled me over. And I remember resting my head on her breasts and just weeping. And I had this image that came, this vision that came of I was laying on the breast of the Blessed Mother in this moment. And she was just holding me. So that was the first of many powerful images, powerful encounters that just happened. A couple of years later, though, I was back at the Theology of the Body Institute. Continuing so if you haven't been there, go to the Theology of the Body Institute, people. That's, there's a lot of great stuff that happens there. But there is, there is a moment where, where um, we were breaking for lunch. And if you've never been there, you, you, you sit there in the classroom. The Blessed Sacrament is, is in there with, in the classroom with you much of the time where somebody's interceding. But there's a tabernacle that's right in there. And so they brought our Lord back into the tabernacle and everybody broke for lunch. And I was in there by, I felt the Lord saying, man, I want you to stay behind. And so I'm in there and he speaks in my heart and he says, man, I want to go back to that day. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I said to him, all right, listen, listen, Jesus, we've gone back there. I've had my big cry. Like, what do you want? I'm healed. Like, we're done with this. And he said, no, man, I want to show you where I was. And so it was almost like this vision came where, where it was like a cameraman and I was boom, like right back in that command center. And I could smell this, the, I could hear the hum of the radio equipment. I could 
smell the, 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 the dirt and taste the dirt and, and just feel like the, the, the heat of it all. And I saw this camera zoomed right into my face, kind of like this. And, and, and I hear that radio crack and that terrible message come over the radio that they just pulled a baby from the rubble. And, and I could see the moment where my soul just leaves. I'm just there. I'm lifeless, lifeless. And the camera widens out. And right next to me is Jesus. And he's looking at me. And he's looking at me intently with this great intensity. And he's, and he's uh, just, I could tell in that moment that he was feeling everything, everything that I was feeling right there with me. And I get up and I walk out of the room and I leave him behind. And he gets up and he follows after me. And I, I see myself bumming these cigarettes and just pacing back and forth. And as I'm going back and forth, he's, he's trying to get in front of me. and just wants to embrace me. And as soon as I would get close, I would pivot the other end and start pacing the other direction. And I watch in that moment where I freeze. And I'm out there, it's the sun just beating down on my head. And I'm just covered in the, just this dust. And I hear that voice. You've just committed the unforgivable sin. And I just watch as I go into the tent and I curl up on that cot. And it's now like the camera zoomed in on my face and over the sh my shoulder, you can see Jesus. And he's just, he's got his hand over his mouth and he's just, his eyes are filled with tears and he's, he's giving me this space. I, I've just rejected him so much. He's not forcing himself on me at all. And the camera widens further, and next to Jesus is our blessed mother. And she's just wow. looking at me. And Jesus kind of goes, he doesn't want me. And she never took her eyes off of me. And when I tell you our blessed mother is fierce, I mean, like, the look in her eye. And she just walked over to me, and she knelt down next to me. And started singing to me and caressing my shoulder like a mother does to her child. And that was the moment where I prayed to Hail Mary. <laughs> and it was just the, the I can't tell you the, the joy. I mean, just the way that Jesus desires not to run from our places of darkness, but he's drawn to them. And our blessed mother's drawn to them. Uh, and now, I mean, just the transformation is, you know, I just want to help. I, I mean, I've got a heart for my veterans. And in fact, I developed a program. It's called Warrior's Redemption. It's it's a program that we offer through Metanoia Catholic, our mm -hmm. coaching company. I'm throwing all this other stuff at you, Met, uh, but it's warriorsredemption.com is where you can find it. And it's just a a program for veterans, first responders, and their spouses. And it's it's designed, I actually made it a secular program. I love taking guys through it through the Catholic lens um, because it's so rich there. But the the goal of it is to help people to see their story and in light of the greatest story ever told, the redemption story, and to receive divine mercy. Divine mercy is the key to all of us. It's 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 it is the app, it's like it's all if all you get from this is divine mercy. It's the answer. It's the answer. It's the answer. Everything um, will be forgiven. What drop of an ocean is one drop of mercy in the you know, oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Amazing. 
Yeah. Well, Charlotte, thank you, thank you so much for allowing me to, to give me the opportunity to, to share this, man. It's, it's, uh, if there's any veterans that are out there, I, I want to connect with you. Connect with us on, on Facebook and our, go to Mennonite Catholic Facebook page. It's our, it's our Catholic coaching company. Um, but we'll get we, that in the, in the comments below. We'll make sure there's links yeah, to we're, that. We're sending you all over the place right now. I certainly don't want to Excellent. take it from the love life conference, but, but, uh, but no, this my, is my important able to do that. Yeah. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, and, and maybe, uh, maybe if we, if we, yeah, that, that bit where you, you're now on fire for the Lord, you've had these encounters. Um, it sounds like you've had multiple moments there of, of these, uh, T- touched by heaven multiple times, you know, our yeah, ladies there, our lords there. We need two more interviews to, to cover yes, them all. That's right. <laughs> but now, fast forwarding up. into the work now and, and uh, your life now, um, you are dedicating your life to Christ uh, in, in an amazing way. And this is, uh, tell us, yeah, your ministries now. So we've got Virtual Catholic Conference, you've got Metanoia, um, and then yeah. um, it sounds like you're doing quite a few things and, and, and praise God. Uh, you're married as well. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Married. We got, and we got a little, uh, my wife's name, uh, Aaron Ingold. And so she's, she's yes. actually our lead coach at, at, uh, Meta, Metanoia Catholic M E T A N O I A. Great. Metanoia we might have Catholic. to get her on one day. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's incredible. She was on Jesse Romero about a month and a half ago. I mean, oh, fantastic. She's, she's, she's really, she's very, very intelligent, very good at what she does. And it's, it's her unique call to sanctity. Um, the, the mindset coaching that she does. Wow. So often wow. people hear mindset coaching, they think it's something that's only the secular world or it's new age. And it's just like, no, no. Look at the rich traditions of our church, the Aquinas, the Ignatius. I mean, so much mm-hmm. of the interior life. That's where the battlefield is. That's where the spiritual battle is taking place in the interior life. And if you're not properly oriented to it, you will be a casualty at some point. Wow. And so, wow. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, what, what I might do now is, is probably remind people, uh, you're putting all your energy right now. This week is this uh, chastity um, uh, virtual Catholic conference with it's probably the largest amount of speakers you'll get in one place. This is larger than the previous two, right? It sounds like there's more speakers in this one than the last two you did. Yeah, we, we've got about 10 more speakers. I mean, one of the yeah. ones that we're just incredibly excited about is Mother Olga. Um, who's, right. who's, I mean, like we have this international presence and yes. and she is like so hard to, to get a hold of. And the fact that we were able to secure a video, I haven't watched her video yet, but Jason was just like, he's like, Matt, I saw it, man, tears. <laughs> it is just wow. like her story is absolutely incredible. Like it's worth the price of admission in and of itself, okay. which is free. It's free admission. <laughs> but, yes, that's right. <laughs> but I mean, just go and check out Mother Olga while you're there. Okay. If you, I'm, I'm very impressed uh, for those Aussies watching. Not only is Archbishop Julian Porteous on there, not only is, is Matt Fratt on there, but you also got Simon Carrington, who's a full-time speaker uh, in his own right, founder of Fire Up Ministries. Uh, and then you've also got Thomas, uh, who's also in the Archdiocese of um, Hobart, and he'll be sharing his um, story as well. So these are Aussies from down under that are, that are featuring as speakers, which is fantastic. So yeah, um, so I'd love to make sure that, you know, get people to... Um, sign up as well australia new zealand all those watching please get on right now as we're speaking register it's great to see some comments already people have registered so please keep that happening and, and keep doing that do yourself a favor nothing to lose completely free we've already put the link in the comments below let's um let's unpack very quickly in these last five minutes together um so just to recap um it starts what time exactly uh, this week 
So it's going to be Friday at noon. So Friday okay. at noon. Like Eastern time? Is that noon? Eastern time. Thank you. Yeah, okay. noon yep. Eastern Standard Time. That's when the doors of the conference are going to open. And we're just going to put just the access link. It'll be on our certainly on our Facebook page. It'll be, but if really you want to register, you want to, like we're going to yes. be sending out the mass email so at noon on Friday so that you can show up. I remember when we did it last time, within 10 minutes, we had 37,000 people that wow. showed up to this thing. And we can handle it. Like, don't worry, we can handle yeah. it. We can handle it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, that's when it'll start. And it goes until Sunday evening at midnight. That's there. And if you want to have access beyond that, that's why we built the premium pass. And I mean, the great thing about the premium pass too, is like you're, you're stepping into mission with all of us here as well. I mean, Mm it's, uh, we have, we have, it's chastity project is certainly is our partner here with this is, is a huge beneficiary of a lot of our speakers. I mean, a lot of these people, their livelihoods were just wiped out by COVID too. And so like, these the, the premium pass really is is a way of, of just helping to to support these missionaries right now. And I know a lot of people are hurting. Everybody's hurting. Uh, but there's great value, even if there wasn't COVID going on. Like there's there's five hundred dollars worth of value packed into this pass, and we're giving it away for forty nine ninety nine. In some cases, yeah. you want to get the group study seventy nine ninety nine uh, for for that, and you get all the workbook that's on top of the the exclusive some of the exclusive live booths the tracks that are coming along with that. I mean, that that's where I'm encouraging people to go the most. Uh, okay. We just, we want to overwhelm it with, with the value and give you 10 X of whatever you're paying. Fantastic. And then um, if, if, if they don't sign up before the end of the uh, conference, it'd still be available at the full price, which is uh, it's still not much. It's well, 129. Yeah. The full price. So like the pre-conference price for say the, the group package is going to be 79.99 right now, but yeah, it'll yeah. jump up. 129.99 so you save 50 bucks on that and the same thing the singles and the 49.99 that'll jump up another 20 bucks and then the full okay. conference will will jump up another 30 dollars so i mean just go in there grab the savings even if you think that uh that you know you're going to watch a couple of the talks here uh you're going to get 75 plus talks that are on there it's like less than a buck a talk uh for what you're paying for Nothing. so i mean and it's it's curated stuff there's discussion questions that are in there jump onto a zoom call with somebody and, and, and like, just use the time here that we got during quarantine yes, uh, yes. to be able to, to take advantage and grow. Right. Not just Amen. take it in, but like we want transformation too, which is why we Absolutely. really invested in making that group study guide. That's, that's another bonus there. You can, you can take it in your own time and study it and, and dive in and, and, and sort of revisit the talks, which was on a love. Um, how long do they have access once you have the premium pass? Is that like, sort of forever and you own those videos I mean, how yeah, does that work it's, a, it's un- unlimited access at that point and so it's it's there's no cds or anything that we're handing out and so it's sure. going to be so it's going to exist on our, our conference member page always uh, be there yeah, you you've yeah, got wow. that as long as as long as virtual catholic conference still stands and and it, it, you got access to those things fantastic fantastic um, and what I might point out, and we'll be promoting all this, um, I really want everyone to go into this conference, but if you miss it, if you can't get there, look, if you register, at least it's free, share it with friends, um, but then get the premium pass if you can't get to all of them. And that allows you to, to listen to them in your own time. Uh, I can't think of something better to do while we're in quarantine, really take full advantage of this and support not only virtual Catholic conference, but the speakers in, as well. In this case, the Chastity Project's going to need... Um, as much support as possible. Jason Evett and his team, uh, they reach millions of people uh, around the world through yeah. his, his, his apostolate. It's amazing. 
We're blessed to be partners with them in Australia and New Zealand, so Perusia. So visit perusiamedia.com, those in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, those in America, you're welcome to check us out and pray for us, but please support this conference. Um, go to virtualcatholicconference.com forward slash chastity and register right now. I want to I want to thank you, Matt, for for joining me in such short notice. Um, and and of course, those it's still brand new. But my testimony, uh, Islam led me back to Christ, still there. And who knows? Um, those in the states, you may hear it one day. But uh, the the book's now available, and uh, I encourage it. Just released just before lockdown. It was amazing. We we launched it, and then everyone was locked out. So all the events were cancelled. So. Plenty time to read. <laughs> yeah, so get a copy. But we are out of time. I want to thank everyone. This is the Perusia podcast, and we are blessed to be with the co-founder of Virtual Catholic Conference. Uh, something tells me this is not the last time we'll see of this man. I, I think we will be um, promoting much more of his work, and I encourage everyone to get on right now. Please pray for him and his ministry. And until next week, stay safe and God bless you. 